Welcome back to Wild Wasteland. Hello, hello, hello. As always, I am Dean Maldonado. With me is the uh, spastic Michael Johnson. Hello. Hi. You changed things up. Welcome back. Yeah. Because it's a two-parter. Oh, this is a this is a deep dive. Yeah, we got to keep going on this. Diving deep. Well, I I just don't want to overload people with information. I want to space it out. Yeah. Because otherwise, it's hard to absorb. Oh, so you like to overload them with information just over a longer period of time. Precisely. Otherwise known as teaching them something. Ah, yes. You are being taught here. We're re-educating you here at the Wild Wasteland Studios. Not really. At one point when I was writing this episode, I was like, I feel like I'm just writing a fucking book report for these people. I feel like like like, every episode should feel like that. I feel like I'm just like telling you enough that you don't have to go and read a book, which you're welcome. (laughs) Have you told your... Uh, former English teachers about this? I have not. No, they'd be very proud. I think they'd be pretty happy. They're like, "Ah, I knew that Dean was going to do something with the re-education camps. Yeah, they're like, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm doing is re-education campaign. It sounds way worse than it is. Ah, good. We need to re-educate you. Yeah, it's like we're Soviet Russia. No, no, no. They dropped... uh, Candy bars oh. to all of the starving children, but it was really laced with poison, so don't eat it. Keep starving. I love your I love your point of view of the Soviet Union. I wish that they had re-education camps. They didn't have that. They had no, gulags. They're like they still have gulags. <laughs> I love that they're like, ah, do we want to re-educate them? And Stalin's just like, why lie? Just send them off. They'll die anyway. Yeah, he's like, listen, we can put them in a prison with no guards because if they escape. They'll just die. There's <laughs> 14 <laughs> days of, of ice blizzard to the next. Um, and a be lot of timber wolves. A lot of wolves. Oh, my God. You know what? We're actually going to import more wolves. We got to do an episode on the gulags. The gulags are uh, hard to find info on. <laughs> There's a book about it. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll show you. It's well, a the, good book. The next book I'm reading right now is... Uh, for one Something our, happier? <laughs> one, no, it's for one of our future episodes. Uh, it's called The Protocols of the Elders of Zion. Ah, good. Nothing like... Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's one of the biggest uh, Jewish conspiracies. So Nothing like a globalist agenda to to make you change about your religion, you fucking Jew. Hey, no, 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 no. Listen, the whole thing has and always will be known as propaganda that was literally made to seem as though Jews were trying to take over the world. The only reason it's printed in English is because Henry Ford was a fucking bigot. Oh. Yeah, he he printed like 200,000 copies of it in the U.S. and just like gave them away for free. The the, the copy that I have, the foreword in the book is written by Henry Ford. (laughs) This motherfucker is literally quoted in Mein Kampf. Like he was such an asshole. Gotta do an episode on him too. Goddamn! Oh, we can. There's a lot going on here. Yeah, he was very involved in Nazi Germany. Uh, well, who built the Autobahn? Huh? Think about that. It's a great question. Probably a lot of laborers. We're not talking about Nazi Germany today, though. Uh, no, probably we're not. not. We're talking about we're we're gonna get back into Edward Snowden. This, exactly. This, uh, this guy. And so at this point in our uh, hero's journey. <laughs> Edward Snowden has joined the government. Uh, the lights say, oh, he's... Uh, he went is... from contracting for the CIA. Yeah. Uh, now he has become a govy. He has become a government official. Oh, he's and... a govy. That was the term that we learned from last episode that mm-hmm. I forgot. Now, this is where shit starts to go really, get really crazy. Because once, once you join the government, 
you get to use all the governmental systems. They have to teach you these governmental systems. Nice. So he goes down to uh, Warrington, Virginia, which is where their training facility, The Hill, uh, is. Like the CIA is The Hill, right? It's something? actually uh, it's actually the, um, I want to say it's the NSA's. Mm, okay. Yeah. And what do they do on The Hill? You got to like be the king of it? <laughs> kind of. Uh, it's where they train people. It's it's literally called the hill because the entire thing is sat on top of a massive hill. Like it's <laughs> okay. such a steep hill that like if there's icy rain, cars can't get up the hill. Uh, perfect defense. Exactly. As uh, long as there's icy rain around it, we'll never be attacked. <laughs> well, What's so, that plane? No. Oh God, duck. Um. So he's training in a class that's called the BTTP or the Basic Telecommunication. Basic telecommunications training program. That's a tongue twister. I know. And he's training uh, to be a CIA operative that's known as a TISO, or a Technical Information Security Officer. Is there going to be a lot of acronyms in this episode? There's always a lot of acronyms. It's the government. Uh, Now, the TISO are people who are meant to be a one-man replacement Every single job pertaining to communications. Uh, the commando of the communications world. Effectively, yeah. Like, he had to learn everything as far back as, like, Morse code. But actually, technically, Snowden's training class was the very first training class that didn't have to learn Morse code. Oh, well, that's it's fun. But I just know SOS. Three the, taps, three dashes, and three taps. Mm-hmm. It's very simple Morse. Yeah. Uh, but they actually did have to learn very ancient things like how to service a terminal and cables. Now, terminals are literal yeah. computers. Oh, okay. Uh, and the cables are the information they send. Right. But it's more than that. They're actually physical cables that connect the CIA's uh, post-communication terminals. They're all around the world. Mm-hmm. And, like, they straight up have cables that are, like, tunneled underground. They go across national borders. They're buried at the bottom of the ocean. And they just get, like, if one terminal is connected to the other, it's physically connected to it? It is. It's physically connected across the world. It's not, like, sent out in the space, like in satellites or anything? No, 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 because it's it's really old uh, technology. That's why. This is insane. That's why even at one point, like, his class starts, like, bitching and moaning about the fact they have to learn this ancient shit. But they're like, this is what everything is based on. Yeah. Without this, this we wouldn't have the rest. Right. Did uh, they also teach them uh, Hebrew? No. They taught oh, they them. they didn't go that far back. <laughs> they taught them uh, how to fix and basically break anything. Nice. Because they're responsible for knowing how to fix uh, every single machine in an embassy. Mm-hmm. From computers to computer networks to the CCTV and the HVAC system, uh, they were taught how to fix solar panels, heaters and coolers, uh, emergency generators, satellite hookups, uh, military encryption services, alarms, like Jesus locks, Christ. everything. Is this a technician or like a handy, like a fucking super of a fucking building? Both. It's like, ah, oh, the heat's out. Well, because you got to think about it. Like, if you're at an embassy. Right. In a foreign nation. Right. You can't really like. Ring up the repairman. Exactly. You can't have a random repairman come in and expect him to not put any fucking bugs in your system. Exactly. I am definitely not spy of country. <laughs> uh, where is uh, 
vacuum cleaner. Yeah, yeah, let me see. Uh, is it in this computer? No, get out of That's there. not where the vacuum cleaner is at all. Uh, so, I mean, these guys' jobs are basically work at the embassies all over the world and be able to spy, but also be able to fix anything in the embassies because the embassies are owned and operated by the State Department, not the CIA. Yeah, and ran by idiots. Yeah, and so they're also the last person who leaves an embassy if the embassy is compromised and like people are attacking the embassy, they're right. the ones who like digitally shred every document, get rid of every instance of like the CIA having been there. And they send out like the last, like, Hey, we're all clear kind of code. And then they crash all the networks. Right. Argo. Um, now I'm going to quote the book on this part because in his training class, uh, he's talking about certain things they were learning. He said, uh, the methods we learned about at times seemed close to voodoo, <laughs> such as the ability to reproduce what's being displayed on any computer monitor by using only the tiny electromagnetic emissions uh, caused by the oscillating currents in its internal components, which can be captured using a special antenna. It's called Van Eck freaking. And I was showing you these videos on this. Rice, you showed me these freakings. Yeah, you literally have an antenna, and from up to about two miles away, you can right. pick up the electrical, the electromagnetic uh, components and the emissions that are being sent through the wires of the display to the computer and perfectly mimic the display on a different terminal. Yeah, the low-frequency uh, signals or whatever that are going, going through the w cables. Yeah, and so you can hack somebody's computer and see everything they're doing without ever physically hacking the computer. You leave yeah. zero trace because you were technically never there. Yeah, we were watching a Japanese one, and it was pretty funny. It was. They were on funny. the other side of the room with like a, like a fucking <laughs> trolley cart or something, just like, oh, what's going on with that computer? And it's like crazy language. I have no idea what they're typing. <laughs> yeah. That's just not English, sir. <laughs> I have no it was, idea. It was, it was Japanese. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. How they got so many keys. <laughs> but this is still a technology that we use today. Um, it now goes under a different name than Van Eck Freaking, because Van Eck Freaking was named after the guy who figured it out. Yeah, and we can't have he he can't be getting royalties from this shit for the, no. the rest of his life. Come on, get over yourself, dude. C plus <laughs> plus. Why would you bring C plus plus into this? Uh, because the person that uh, invented it wasn't uh, named C plus plus; they're named something else. That's fair, but it's now called Tempest, uh, and you can actually download Tempest. You can build yourself a very cheap antenna to do it. And you can seriously just, like, sit outside of an office building or outside of somebody's fucking apartment. Facebook headquarters, maybe. Uh, we're just saying maybe. Aim the antenna. Yeah. Find, like, use it to find the specific electromagnetic waves. And then in your fucking car, on your laptop, have their entire screen. Yeah, watch someone else's porn. Find all of their passwords as they're typing them in. Like, it's it's insane. Yeah, but how do you, uh, how if there's like 15 people, how do you? You should have to point the antenna to the right one. Exactly. Okay. Um, 
it, it, it's it's some crazy shit they can do. But so Snowden went through the whole training and when they graduate, they turn in their dream list, which is basically what country you want to work in. Oh, Germany. You know, I love the people, the bratwurst, the yeah, beers. That's basically what people do. They're like, oh, I want to go to, I want to be in Amsterdam. Oh, I've never been to Paris. I want to work in Paris. Like they put yeah. their, their dream list. Top, um, top places that heroin is the most effective, uh, the most abundant drug. So Snowden, being the cocky guy that he is, he wants a challenge. He wants to really Antarctica like, push himself. He applies for this thing that's uh, the SRD, the Special Requirements Division, which is a position that works technically out of Virginia. So nice. it works out of Virginia, but they're sent out on tours to different embassies that are basically in hostile countries. So like Afghanistan, Iraq, Pakistan, um, like countries where we can't keep a spy right. safe. Yeah. So they have to go out, make sure everything's going well, and then come back. Any country that ends in a Stan or Usha. <laughs> and so... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that king of Prussia must be really pissed off in Pennsylvania. I am so upset. But so... Uh, you know, he's like top of his class. He is looking like he'd be a perfect candidate for SRD. And then... Uh-oh. He gets cocky. Then his legs break again. No, no, no. He does some dumb shit. Basically, uh, they were staying in this crappy little comfort inn in Warrington. And, and he just jerked off all over the fucking remote. No, no, no. It was like it's it's a it's a building that like is like dilapidated. Like even at one point during their training, like the fucking staircase collapsed. What the fuck? Yeah, it's just like a rundown motel. <laughs> And he was like, you guys should put us somewhere that's livable, yeah. not some place where I have to worry about the black mold in my carpet. And he like brings it up to his superior, and the superior's like, yeah, we'll talk about it. Uh, CIA. And then nothing happens. Everyone's like, oh, you tried. And so he like basically just runs up the chain of command and like keeps like saying these requests <laughs> to like higher up, higher up, higher up. Because he's like, well, you know, I want to get this fixed yeah president of the cia get me a better accommodations and so they they get fucking pissed off at him because he you know broke his ranks effectively yeah you can't tell you can't whine to my boss about your shit and so they couldn't really do anything about that then but they really get back at him with his dream list they were like oh wow you want to be an srd that's so cool yeah you want to? Oh, you want a challenge? You want to go yeah, to all these yeah, dangerous I wanna, places? I want to go to dangerous places. I want a challenge. Well, we're gonna put you in Geneva, a very Paris, safe. Oh, oh, Geneva? Isn't that in France? Um, no, I want to say it's in. Uh, one, it's in Switzerland. Ah, the Swiss. Yeah. So Geneva. Is like a banking city. So there's a bunch of spies just running around. They're like, hey, yeah. bring your spies. And I mean, and honestly, this was a quote from when he graduated. They said, this isn't a punishment, Ed. It's an opportunity. Uh, thank really? you. Really? Someone with your level of expertise would be wasted in the war zone. You need a bigger station that pilots the newest projects to really keep you busy and stretch your skills. So uh, they send him to Geneva. As he as his anger builds and builds and builds. 
but I think honestly, it's like a, it's a good place for him to be because, uh, and we'll get to this a little bit, but Geneva is where they invented the internet. Uh, that's like where like Al the CERN Gore? lab is. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. But so they sent him to Geneva and he's working with the CIA in their uh, human intelligence. Remember that from the last, from the last one? I do remember that. Um, now, he is still technically... Like a, like a communication intelligence person, but he's working with all these human ITs that are called uh, COs because they're case officers. Okay. And these guys sound fucking hilarious. Tell me about them. So they they are legitimate spies. Like they, James Bond? Yeah, but like clunky. Oh. <laughs> they Their job is literally to go out, find people that they can turn into assets. Yeah. Because they have information. They buddy up to them. They get them talking. And if they don't, if that doesn't work, they blackmail them into complying. Yeah, like the uh, like Tom DeLonge from Blink One Eighty Two. Sure, I don't think I want to unpack that reference. Um, so they, but they would do such stupid shit. Like one day, like uh, Snowden's like talking about his week. And he's like, yeah, he's like on like a Monday. The CEO would call me in and be like, hey, can you make like a covert online system for us to communicate without being found out by like certain agencies and he's like yeah sure whatever i'll get to work on that yeah and then the next be... day they would like one ceo would come in and introduce snowden to a guy that they call like a specialist from washington yeah and it's the other ceo that he was talking to the <laughs> other day just like in a fucking disguise they he were had just a like mustache on he had a fake prosthetic nose, oh, you know, like different he, eyebrows. He just like, had a mustache, dude. Like, he, like, hey. They were, just, they were just trying out their disguises on him. And I'm like, that sounds so fucking funny. On Snowden? Yeah. It was like just goofing just around in the office. Yeah, that's great. Uh, it's like, uh, are you look a lot like Jim. Jim? No, I am Jeff. Come on, dude. Yeah, I heard Jim is a great guy. Jim is awesome. Dude. I've I heard know about I, him. I, I, he's I, a I've legend. Never, never gotten to meet him. Oh, I wish. Oh my god. So you want communication? <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, but that's what spies do when they're bored, I guess. Yeah, that and they uh, they tie they uh, they they uh, they zip themselves up in uh, in luggage bags and leave themselves in the shower. What? A spy was found dead in like uh, in England or something, and uh, the bo- his dead body was zipped up in a in a duffel bag, and the police found him. They're like, "Oh, this is apparent. This is obviously a suicide." <laughs> obviously, and he's he zipped up himself in a. <laughs> he was he was uh, auditioning for Cirque du Soleil, and, and he was trying to be a slipped. contortionist, and uh, drowned in a suitcase. It happens, dude. It happens way too often. Sad story, but uh, but this time the, the the intelligence field was changing because the agency started to accept that their women. Te- oh no, <laughs> no, they will not accept women. No, they do. I mean, obviously, it's probably pretty easy to buddy up to an asset if you're a gorgeous woman. Yeah, compared to like an overweight man who has to wear a disguise. That's true. That being said, uh, I want to introduce our new co-host. Natasha. Uh, Ooh. Yeah. Hello. Yeah, she left. Uh, oh. Sorry. Where are you going? I scared her off. It was probably my, my eyebrow raising and my tooting. <laughs> but uh You and me both. I know. Thank God for this pillow. Now uh the agency started to accept that their TISO officers 
in the field. Yeah, we're goofballs. No, no, no. The, the case officers are goofballs. The oh. TISO officers could just like hack into a computer because most everything's connected to the internet. They could just get into the uh, fucking database of whatever they needed. Yeah, they don't even need to be there. Exactly. You just be anywhere. Yeah, they don't need the actual hassle of like finding the person, getting the person to divulge information, all that shit. Uh, that's so old worldly. But when they start training these COs on how to use these databases to try and find information, mm-hmm. sometimes there's just not information on certain people. And yeah, so, like you and me, their only other option was to turn to the open internet, was basically to Google the person. <laughs> which is dumb yeah no that's if this works this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life well cause it well cause it Facebook does Facebook didn't exist yet oh it did this is like oh, this is like 2003 four. no this is like 2008 really this is like 2008 and um cause actually their solution because I, when you when you google and you use the open internet you leave a very obvious footprint of what computer from where sent the request yeah, and was IPs. received by what and yeah. was requ- and was uh, responded to where from when. Right. It's all v- very clear to someone who can, you know, actually go in and see who's been coming into the website. Right. Um, so their solution was to have somebody in McLean, Virginia, go online on a specific computer. And use what's called a non-attributable, non-attributable. God, these no, fucking acronyms. Goddamn. No, this isn't even an acronym. Oh. It's just non-attributable uh, research system. So okay. basically, if someone traced it, it wouldn't look like it was coming from a person at the NSA headquarters or right. at CIA headquarters. It would. Basically, show that it came from some random company somewhere in America. That's why Delaware has so many fucking businesses because they're not real businesses. Right. They're just a front because once they used that business front to search, they had to burn it. They couldn't use it ever again. That being said, we will search for any of the things that you're looking for, NSA. Yeah. Yeah, Just hit me up. Um, So they created a VPN. They create a physical VPN. Okay. And it was funny because like a lot of these different businesses that they used for these like uh these search systems got burned because some random guy in the office was bored and would like log into his Facebook and forget that he was on one of these terminals. Damn it, Jim, what are you doing? Like, oh fuck. fuck. Gotta now burn we gotta it. burn another Burn another uh, business. I really like mom and pop's uh, fantasy football league store. Damn yeah. it. I really liked uh, Fraud R Us. <laughs> but that was all just like to Google someone. Yeah. And they spent billions on it. Now, yeah. when Snowden was, you know, talking with the CO officers, mm-hmm. he's like, he's like, yeah, like, if you want to do this, don't fucking call McLean, Virginia. Use this thing called the Tor Network. What is this, the Tor Network you speak of? Well, so the Tor Project was created by the U.S. Naval Research Lab in the 90s and was made public in 2003. 
Yeah. It's the exact same thing the CIA does, but it's effectively free. Yeah. It uses a layer system called the Onion Router, where basically your computer still sends out the request. Right. But then that request is scrambled as to where it came from. So by the time that it gets to the website or the web page that you were requesting info from, that web page responds to you not knowing who you are. Right. And then it comes back to your computer where it doesn't show where it came from. Ah, so basically it's, it's the dark web. It is. It cuts all communication into pieces so that it looks as though, you know, in Chicago, there was a search that was sent out that then was bounced to Nicaragua. And then finally, a computer in Sweden requested from Google this exact search, which was then sent back to somewhere in Ecuador that was then bounced over to like California. And then by the time it gets back to the computer in Chicago, nobody can trace where it went and came from. I'm just so confused. It's effectively the exact thing they were doing, but just in an onion router. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's brilliant. If you don't use the Tor network, fucking get it. Yeah, how are you getting your CP? How are you getting your cheese pizza? <laughs> that's that's your acronym, is cheese pizza? Yeah. This is why you can't work for the government. <laughs> yeah, I go on uh, you know, the old uh, uh, Silent Road. It's not a very good acronym. Uh, the old uh, SR. Oh, the silent road. Oh, I yeah, get, silent. I get it. I get it. it. Took me a second. Um, Getting some uh, some uh, some D's <laughs> and some A's and some G's. G's or cheese? G. Uh, G is in the letter uh, guns. Oh, I mean G's. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, we're definitely not talking about guns. Yeah. Um. So. <laughs> So because the CEO the CEOs were very impressed with the fact that he was like was like, Hey, just use the Tor network and then they were this like This is what? a government thing though, the Tor network. Like I know. The government should know about this. How they should they, use it. How do they not know about this? They know about it, they just weren't using it because they weren't going to use it for that purpose. Probably once it was gone well, probably once it went public, they were like, There's no use. Like it's um, literally the most useful. I know, right? Because that means that like random citizens are running Tor out of like their garage. And that's like half the reason that it works. It's because it yeah. bounces to all these random people that are still making it run. That's um, so strange. But the COs start inviting Snowden with them into the field. And uh like, wait, Jim? No, I'm Jeff. Wait. They're like, hey, you want to come to this party tonight? And we're trying to find a good asset while we're there. And he was like, nice. yeah, why not? <laughs> and whenever anyone asked him what he did, he's like, oh, I'm in tech. <laughs> And then they were like, oh, what type of tech? He's like, you know, like IT. The technical kind. And that's all they would ever ask him. So he's a perfect spy. Yeah, like, no, it's 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 so boring that nobody cares. Yeah, nobody's going to ask a follow-up question to, oh, what do you do with IT? Like like uh, saying accounting. Like, what do you do? Accounting. Oh, that's good. Huh. Oh. Numbers, huh? Or okay. Some, yeah. some uh, generic joke, and then they, they never ask any follow-up questions. No. They give a shit. It's a great cover. And so, like, on his, like, literal, like, Second time going out with this one uh, CO, Snowden finds an asset. Nice. He, he gets starts, some ass. He starts talking to this guy, um, and the dude ends up telling him, he's like, oh, yeah, I work with, I'm a banking, you know, I work in banking with a lot of Saudi accounts. 
Right, Saudi bank. He's writing this all this down, right? No, no, no. He as soon as he heard that, he was like, uh, "Cool, well, excuse me, I have to go to the bathroom." And then, like, he calls up Jim. Jim he was like, Jim, he like walked over him. past the CEO and was like, "Hey, that guy over there works with Saudis." <laughs> and uh, that guy over there works with Saudis. <laughs> and it's funny because then it, you know, the CEO gets to work. The CEO is like, "Okay, okay, okay. I'm a buddy up to him. Buddy up to him. Okay, all right." Takes the guy out drinking. Gets the guy fucking plastered. Yeah. And then he's like, hey. Puts a tracking device up his butthole. No, he's like, hey, you should drive home. <laughs> and so the guy's like, yeah, you think so? And he's like, yeah, yeah, you're yeah, fine. You, you, you should drive, drive home. home. Yeah. And as soon as the guy leaves in his car. Hits by a bus. No, the CEO calls the cops on him. He's like, hey, there's a drunk driver. <laughs> and so the guy gets arrested for drunk driving. And then the CEO goes and bails him out. Dude, I Based, told you not to drive. No, you told me to drive. No, no, I told you not to drive. And so basically it's like, oh, yeah, you know, make him be in a position where he feels like he owes me something. Yeah. But after like a few months of trying to work this guy, they still couldn't get any info out of him. What? And uh should waterboard him. <laughs> and so, so Snowden's all pissed off about this because he's like, fuck, I found like a great asset for you and you guys couldn't do shit with it. And you fucked it up just like the government always does. And so around New Year's uh, of 08, Snowden actually meets this guy who is working in a joint CIA-NSA program called uh, SCS, which is Special Collection Service. And that guy is using NSA technology that even Snowden was like, I never knew this kind of shit existed. Like UFOs? No. Oh. No. Aliens? No. Oh. Just like alien tech. <gasps> but <laughs> Plasma rifles. But one of the guys comes up to him when he's all pissed off about like losing this asset and uh, the guy's like, dude, there's like a million assets, bro. No, the guy says, hey, uh, next time you meet someone, Ed, don't don't bother with the COs. Just yeah. give us his email and we'll take care of it. Yeah, email him. Which is a very bothersome statement. Effectively, what he said is, you know what? Don't worry about getting these guys to try and do the physical, you know, the physical effort. Yeah. Just give us his email. We'll get you any info you need. Basically, as soon as we have someone's email, we know everything about them. And we can find anything else we need. This guy might have erectile dysfunction. <laughs> so in in 2009, uh, Snowden transfers and starts actually working for the NSA in Japan. Now, technically, he was employee of Perot Systems, which was bought by Dell, so he never really worked for the NSA. He was working for Dell out of an yeah. NSA facility. Good cover. Right? Yeah. Because Dell. But that's that's the way that computers. they can Well, that's the way they can do this. Is like when he blew the whistle, everyone was like, Oh, he was just a contractor. He worked for Dell. He never really was involved in the government. It's like yeah. he had the top, top secret clearance and was a systems administrator. In the fact that he can get into almost any file he needed in the entire government. But yes, you're right. Dell paid his bills. Right. Um, I love stupid people. Now, before we go on, we have to talk about the internet for a little bit. Ah, the internet. Why we, can't we talk about the internet every episode? We can. We okay. put this out on the internet. This is currently on the... We are on the internet. Mm-hmm. Well, so the World Wide Web was invented in Geneva in 1989. 
Interesting. The same place that he was at 20 years later. Yeah. It's not that interesting. How coincidental. No. That's why they put him there. They even said, like, that's the place that takes on the newest projects. Like, right. Because it's where the internet was created. It's where the CERN facilities are. It's, like, where they really are trying to, uh, you know, enhance and create new technology. So that's where the internet lives. Yeah. in Geneva. But the thing about the internet is that the ways that you access it are fucking American as they come. It's uh, American as fucking hot dogs. And apple strudels. And apple pie with American cheese on top. Wow. That's a cheesecake. I, I, I get hard when I eat. Because you got to think about it. The software is made by Microsoft, Google, Oracle, yeah. all American companies. For the most part. The hardware, your actual physical machines, HP, Dell, Apple makes the majority of computers yeah. all American. Right. The chips inside of them, made by Intel or Qualcomm, made by Americans. But manufactured even, in China. Even the routers and the modems that you use are created in America. God bless America. So American companies also make the social networks, they make the email services, they make the cloud storage. Everything you do online is connected to America. Which There's no escape. Yeah, it should be of no surprise that if everything's connected through America, America's going to use that to spy. Obviously. And that's actually the major concern for a lot of countries, not really a lot of them, mainly two, Russia and China. That's why China has this thing that they call the Great Firewall, where China actually built its own internet Yeah, and uses only its own state-run internet in its country. They just just didn't really like YouTube. That's exactly it. They're just pissed off at YouTube. Uh, they invented it first. Um, and so they will use the internet to spy on basically everyone. But back to Snowden, okay? Okay. It was a quick little divulge into the internet. Because you just have to know that, well, yes, we didn't make it. America basically runs it. Yeah, no, it's, it's our fucking internet, dude. Exactly. Even look at 5G. <laughs> yeah. 5G is like the newest thing to come to the world, and all of it's being done by American companies. Like, what What do they got in Europe, dude? Like, 2G? No, they got three or four. Yeah, like, get get your shit up, Europe. <laughs> but so... Do they even get Wild Wasteland in, in Europe? They fucking better. You got... How, what WW got over there? As long as it's WWW, then they would get it. No, Wild Wasteland, WW. I know, but we can't use WW as Wild Wasteland because that's Weight Watchers. They stole our shit. They officially changed their name a while ago. These motherfuckers. They lost, like I think, like three quarters of their members when they changed from Weight Watchers to WW. Because it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I know. It's like, just say Weight Watchers. Stop being so ashamed <laughs> yeah. of the fact that you're trying to lose weight well, for a program. Well, they're trying to lose weight in, in a name, too. Okay, sure. Shut off all these extra letters. I don't believe you, but sure. Um. So... Snowden at this time is working at the NSA's Pacific Technical Center, where basically his entire job was... Hanging out in the Pacific Ocean? No. Well, he was in the Pacific. He was in Japan. And his job was technically systems analyst. But it was similar to what he was doing before, where he was supposed to go out to these different U.S. embassies and create systems for sharing information. And, uh, you know, they kept sending him out, and he would 
build these crazy systems for information sharing very quickly and like the top brass started to notice and how's were, this guy doing it so fast well no they're like wow this guy is a fucking tech wizard like we should see if he has any ideas on how to make us better yeah because snowden was sincerely shocked by two things one how much more technically advanced the nsa was than the cia right and also that they didn't encrypt anything Ooh, that seems like a poor decision. Yeah, they were so blasé about like securing anything that they didn't even keep backup files. That's really weird because uh, I was reading something the other day that like encryption started in the seventies. Oh yeah, like it's always been a thing. <laughs> like, well, encryption is one of the oldest things possible. Well, like da- data Making, encryption. Oh, okay. But I say in- like data encryption started in the nineteen seventies before the internet, before anything, and it's like well, that's one. Like, he, like here you go. Uh, here's an encryption thing for you. Okay. You know that there is a message on the back of the Declaration of Independence. There's not a map. It's not like fucking Nicholas Cage. And it's you have to use national some lemon tre- juice. Stop. stop. You don't have to do that. It's national treasure. Stop acting up. It's not. It is. There's a Nic- code. That was an amazing movie, and Nicolas Cage... We're lucky to have a Nicolas Cage in our world right now. We're not arguing about Nicolas Cage okay. and his fantastic acting. Okay? I love National Treasure. And Same. There, and there is a gold mine behind uh, Abraham Lincoln's face on the... All right, you got you to gotta hold on, because <laughs> in reality, not in... We are not, in reality. Not in the movie, but okay. in reality, in there real life. is a secret code. What is it? They haven't been able to figure it out yet. Because it's locked behind that. No, because it's a thing that's known as a book key encryption, which... There's only, there's only like 10 books back then. You, you, are you, you that, are you it that out. stupid? No, there's only like four books back then, dude. Why do you think that there's miles and miles of books in the Vatican Library from across history stacked up on shelves? They just ca- There's they a just shit found- ton of books that have been written and will be written. Listen, it's not those, just ten books, you piece of shit. Those are all the comedy set lists that they found throughout the Middle Ages. They're like, oh, what? What's this? I don't believe thine you. bread. I don't believe you. I wonder what this guy's bit was about thy bread. But so book key encryptions are really difficult to figure out because it's effectively you have to find what book they used. Yeah, and their number system. And their number system, and they have to find what page, what line, what word. I use a... And they use multiple books. Yeah, I, I just use one book. Which actually, back in like 2003, 2004, they were trying to figure out what this message was, and their way of doing it was by digitally scanning all these books to hopefully create like an online catalog of books so they could have an AI search for what these keys would be. Yeah, I'm looking it up right now. Uh, they actually discovered it. Oh, was it Nicolas Cage? And, no, 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 no. no. They, they, uh, they did the whole. They, they found the book. They did the whole like cryptographic or whatever. Uh, the secret message was a uh, buy more Ovaltine, drink more Ovaltine, <laughs> Little Orphan Annie. <laughs> Grab your decoder ring, kids, <laughs> and figure out what's behind the Declaration of Independence. Oh my God! Even see, even back then, it was a. Uh, it was all just a. It was just all an advertisement. Yeah, it's always ads. All right, so the top brass was like, wow, this guy has some really good skills. Let's see if he has any good ideas. Does he have the skills to pay the bills? Turns out he does. Damn, dude. So Snowden pitched a solution 
to like the decision makers back at the headquarters in DC. Yeah. And figured out a way to make a backup and storage system that could be used as a global disaster recovery system. He figured out how to basically deduplicate data. Because that's the issue with storing data is that like yeah. a lot of this stuff is the exact same. Yeah, I had to get, I actually downloaded a program for the computer downstairs, the, uh, the our main hub. Uh, it's called like Find the Duplicates. Mm. I have like, I have like a million duplicates of everything because I'm a weirdo and I duplicate things all the time. Well, that and also like your computer saves like every version. Yeah. Yeah. So. And so he figured out a way to only pull unique data. And so with the improvements in storage capacity and his ability to only pull unique data, the NSA, when he started doing this, could only store data for like mm, a few days. Yeah. 64 gigs. Most. And by the time that he left the NSA, they could do it for at least a few years. Nice. And so at this point, they can probably store data for a few decades. Oh, yeah, no. Like, just the storage capacities alone. Like, it's... it's. Have you seen the storage capacities of, like, flash drives now? Yeah. A little... There, I found a little, like, a an SD card that does one terabyte, and it's, like, 250 bucks. That's but it's insane. Like, but a terabyte is a little tiny thing. Yeah. And it's a micro one, but it's bigger because it has to have That's a large one to fit insane. in the thing. To be yeah. able to hold a terabyte of information? In a little thing. Like, I could easily sneak that in my shoe and, like, take one terabyte of whatever I want to any country in the world. Yeah. And so uh, this is where the, the book's title comes from, is that the NSA effectively just created a permanent record for each person. Right, that's not a good thing. I for I keep forgetting that what we're <laughs> the uh, it's not a like, good thing at all. Like no. I'm getting all riled up, like like ah, Snowden's awesome. This is great, and I keep forgetting the uh, what this is for. Yeah, <laughs> is this to spy on Americans? <laughs> well, because the thing is that the NSA's thought is that there's no point in collecting anything unless you can store it until it's useful. Ah, perfect. But you also have no way of knowing. If and when it will be useful, so we'll just store everything forever. Great. <laughs> and uh, he made it. He made the program. Oh, man. I'm really happy that he did this. Yeah. Now, the way they name programs is they use like a random name generator where they take just like two random fucking words. Poopy butthole. Yeah, that could be one. Poopy butthole 69. And uh, I don't know how. But like Snowden got like a he got really lucky and it's a pretty dope name. It was called Epic Shelter. What the fuck? I know. Well, they they eventually changed the name and we'll get to that in the next episode. But to fuck this guy sixty two. No, it's they they changed the name to something that's even more inconspicuous. Uh, but now when Snowden was inventing uh, was inventing this, he was still in Japan, and yeah. there was a major speak there was a major convention in china on intelligence right and the speaker from his office was supposed to go got sick and they were like shit who can fill in how convenient and they were like hey uh ed do you mind like could you go and do this speech at this yeah. convention in china and he was like yeah sure just let me the uh you know look into a few things and figure out what i need to talk about and then i'll do it sure uh and so he was researching just to find out what he's talking about, which is like 
more or less information security. I thought it was going to be the price of tea in China. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is not the uh, this is not the uh, like any of those like, fucking major trading <laughs> industries. Okay? Imagine if like every fucking speech it's like the price of tea in China. <laughs> like, Did you know that the gallon of milk, <laughs> what it costs an average citizen? Ugh. Uh, <laughs> But so when he was researching this, it's he was looking into mass surveillance and how it could be done effectively. Ah, this is why the Chinese are like the most mass surveillance. They're like, ah, we take notes. Yeah. Well, he found out in American databases that they have the complete and accurate accounting of how China surveils all private communication. Interesting. Which... Like he even was finding out about the mechanisms and machinery required for constant collection, storage, and analysis of the billions of daily telephone and internet communications on over a billion people. So China is able to take all phone calls and all internet communication from everyone yeah, at all times, store it, and analyze it. And at this point, Snowden starts to think, well, if the NSA knows all of this, like if we know how China does this, America has probably tried to do the same thing. Oh, yeah, they definitely did. And so this is where he starts digging. Now, it brings us back to 9-11, mm-hmm. 2001, yeah. when George Bush enacted an executive order known as the President's Surveillance Program, or the PSP. It's also become known to the common to the common man as Bush's wiretapping scheme. Yeah, no, it's that makes sense. Now, most people thought it was done and expired in 2007. No, but Obama re uh, they re, did he re- rebranded it. Up it. Yeah, they made it. Congress made it retroactively legal. Yeah. So they literally went six years after they started doing it and said, uh, "By the way, <laughs> what we were doing then totally legal." was illegal but we're saying that it was legal so none of that that happened was illegal all of that was legal yeah and then we could just keep doing it because now it's legal mm-hmm. and so they put it into act called the protect america act of 2007 what are you against america why wouldn't you sign that into <laughs> and the fisa amendments act of 2008 fisa now in 2007 there was an unclassified report released that talked about Bush's wiretapping. Yeah. And it was huge major news about how they were spying on people, and it was unprecedented. And that's what this unclassified report was basically showing, was all this old news showing how the NSA was allowing itself and was allowed by Congress to collect all inbound communications from foreign countries and outbound phone and internet communications that started in the U.S. Right. Pretty much... All communications. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> and Snowden was like, well, shit. I'm a sysadmin. Let's check out what's going on. Let me try and find this classified report. Yeah. Because the unclassified one was all stuff that I already knew. Yeah. And it turns out when he was digging, he's like, shit. I can't find this report anywhere. Right. Where'd they put it? So he goes back to his work. And after a few months... He almost accidentally finds it. Almost. Because part of his job was finding these was was searching these systems 
and getting pings for things called uh, there are documents that were labeled as dirty words. Ooh, naughty. <laughs> now it's it's not really like it's like a naughty thing. Yeah. It's just like a dirty word document is something that's not put in the right place. Oh, so it's not classified at the right level. Uh, this is supposed to go in the vagina. Uh, yeah, this this is the uh, this is the tit pics folder. Put it over there. Yeah, um, what the fuck. These titties so aren't vaginas. He was supposed to put things in their correct spaces. Nice. Now, most of the time, he would just like get a ping that there was a dirty word found. He would see what the title was, and he would send it to the right spot. But when he saw the title of the un- of the classified report. He was like, okay, why couldn't I have found this earlier? He found out that it, was being, it had been classified as exceptionally controlled information. Oh, so it's like top, top, top secret. <laughs> yeah. Basically, a few dozen people in the entire world were allowed to see this document. Right. Now, Snowden was not supposed to be one of these people. He was not part of the dozen. He's not part of the dirty dozen. He's not. But the he found dozen. it because it was put in the wrong spot. Somebody left it in the wrong spot when they left their terminal. You think, because uh, we're talking about espionage and like spies and stuff, you think that was a purposely left in the wrong spot? No, I think it's just human error. That, that like the guy, crazy. Like the guy logged out before like closing everything and That's, it stayed where it was uh, instead of putting it back in the right file. I don't know. It seems a little too convenient. Like the most top secret thing ever. Just like, oh, Furby. We'll put this with the Furbies. <laughs> no, it was like he was like reading it in the where in like the space that he was allowed. Yeah. And instead of taking it and putting it back where it was hidden, he just kind of left it there and logged out. Oh, what an idiot. Yeah. Do we know who did it? No, of course can you, not. Can you imagine? <laughs> that person was probably killed. No, probably not because nobody ever found out who it was. Somebody knows something. No, they don't. Alien technology. You gotta the, remember the computer, that, like, dude. There's a lot of human error. Look at, uh, I hate to bring this up, but like, look at the scandal with uh, Hillary Clinton and her emails, right? The yeah. fact that she was using a private email server to send right. government documents, top secret government documents. Yeah, that is strictly human error. That's not. Oh, she's trying to leak things to the outside. It's like you're probably right. Is that humans are lazy? So you think it was Hillary Clinton looking at this? Oh, entirely. Yeah, it was all Clinton. <laughs> all Clinton. That man-hating lady. So, uh, is, so you're a Trump supporter, is what you're saying? Why does it have to be that polarized? No. <laughs> I just hate when that, like, the, when the whole um, uh, Ricky Gervais thing came out. He, like, everyone was like, Ricky Gervais is a uh, a conservative now. <laughs> it's just like. What, because he criticized five people in Hollywood? Yeah. Like, you're so stupid. I know. Like, uh, people. He's also, British. Like, even the conservatives are over there pretty liberal. Not really. But I don't know. I, I, it yeah. felt like a good thing to say. Uh, I'm with you on that. It's also like people just try and imply our context on other people. I hate that. Like, you can't even vote. I know. He's not a citizen. But, not yet. Nah, he'll pay enough for a green card. But so basically he finds his document and he's like, Oh, well, I'm gonna read this whole fucking thing. Why I'm gonna print it out. I'm not just gonna I'm not just gonna scan this to see where it should go. I know where this should go. Yeah, in my pocket. Now it turns out that the unclassified report, which is normally just a very heavily redacted version of the classified report. It was completely unredacted, right? What, the unclassified? Yeah, what he was looking at? 
No, he's looking at the classified version. Okay. The unclassified version is like what the news gets. Right. He was looking at the classified one. Exactly. So he could see whose name was on it. Now, te- what he found out is that the unclassified documents was an entirely separate document. Which the classified is- version yeah. was not that document but redacted. Interesting. None of it was the same. It was basically something they put out there to be like, listen, we take some blame. Yeah. But that's about it. You can be mad at us for now, but we're still doing a good job. Is that illegal? Not really. Because Seems no like one ever should. no one ever was supposed to find out about the classified version. <laughs> um I fucking but, love the government, man. <laughs> well, because what the classified version discussed is what's called a collection gap, which says that the existing rules of data collection that were based in 1978 yeah, man. can't keep up with modern communication. It's impossible, man. That there is no reason that the CIA and NSA should have to get individual warrants to find things they need to find. Yeah. That they basically should just have an overarching warrant to find anything they need whenever they want. Because checks and balances. There's no court that could keep up with them being like Exactly. Hey, we need to research into this Iranian physicist. We need to look at this Russian diplomat. We have to look at this guy. There's no court in the world that can move that fast. Exactly. So they're like, we just have more or less ultimate authority. Right. And they were Makes using sense. a program called Stellar Wind. Once sounds, again, sounds one of, Chinese. One of those like random name things. Oh, <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? And they've been using this program, uh, Stellar Wind, since the inception of the PSP in 2001. Mm. And it collects all communication and stores them in perpetuity. Right. So that just so if they need to find the info, yeah, they use their collected bulk data to find it. Right. When you run for president. It's literally mass surveillance. Oh, my God. So now they're not just storing your content like your phone calls, your pictures, your texts, your yeah. emails. They're saving your dick pics, too, now. Oh, they've always saved those. It, it's, it's you're great, right. It's great blackmail. You're right. This is the NSA. Yeah. Now, the NSA isn't really interested in your data. They're really not. That's what, like, social media companies make money off of is the data that you put on there. The NSA is more interested in your metadata because metadata Mm -hmm. has no protections at all. Right. Now, your metadata is literally just data about data. Okay? It's records of all the things you do on your device and what your device does automatically. So meta, bro. So for a phone call, the metadata is when it was made, what number called what number, how long was the conversation, where were both of the numbers physically located when they this call took place? What was the, you know, what cell tower were they near? Were they moving? All of that is metadata. They don't care about the conversation. No, they have that too, but they don't really oh. care about that. They want to see who's calling who for how long and when and where. Right. The, and for like an email, what type of computer sent it? Who has that computer? When and where was it sent? Uh, who owns the computer and who sent the email? Right. Who received it? Uh, were there any outside people that were able to see and access the email? 
All of that is what they're looking for. Because metadata can tell them where you slept last night. It can tell them what time you got up this morning. It shows every place you visited and how long you were there. Who you were in touch with and like, you know, if you were walking down the street, how quickly were you walking? They have all of that info. Wow. Because your cell phone is constantly reaching out to update itself. Well, I turn the uh, GPS off. But think about it. How do you know what time it is? I look at the sun. Bullshit. How do you know what time it is? I uh, have a little watch dial on my... You check your phone. I look at my phone once in a while. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. It's you one... check the fucking time on your phone. But how do you know that the time on your phone is accurate? I have no idea. The exactly. Phone, yeah. You just trust that it is. The NSA is putting time on my phone now? No, but the your phone is constantly updating to a satellite relay to yeah. this... Uh, actually really fucking fascinating clock that keeps time for the world and relays it to a satellite so it's constantly pinging to your phone. Right. When your phone is receiving a message it's because it constantly is reaching out to different cell cell towers nearby and saying hey is there a message for me basically. Yeah it's constantly on. It is. Constantly checking things. Even when your screen is locked your phone is obviously on. It's still doing things. And even when the GPS is off, they still can triangulate a general idea of where you are. Yeah, because you're pinging to different cell towers. Right. So. We got to get off the grid. Yeah, but then get rid of a phone. Get rid of your phone. Get rid of all all your electronics. Yeah, how are we going to. Re- send us your address. We'll. Yeah, we're going to. We're going to. mail you cassettes. Yeah, we're going to do cassettes and vinyls from here on out. <laughs> but with your metadata. And your content data, they know everything about you besides what you are actively thinking at this moment. Destroy the NSA. Well, now they know. Damn. I shouldn't have told them. And so this is what forced Snowden to realize that this is not going to end where he sees it. Like, where where he found all this, like, all that info up till there. Oh, yeah. No, that's just the first steps. Exactly. Because technology doesn't evolve with the thought of, should we? It evolves with the question of can we? Okay, all right. This is uh, this is like that scene from Jurassic Park. Yeah, kind of. It's like it's literally. It's not like there's no ethics. There's no moralistic code for developing new technology. Yeah. It's hey, are you able to make this do that? Dude, then? we can do that right fucking now. And they're like, yeah, let me build something for that, and they can do it. Yeah, but they never really ask. Should, should we I do this? Do yeah. yeah. And so not only... So you're saying that the NSA is going to make dinosaurs? No. Oh, I'm just saying that people living today and everyone to come... Yeah. Is enslaved and they didn't even know it. Yeah. They're going to be constantly surveilled. And all of that surveillance is indefinitely stored so that the government can use it if they ever need to. If they need to turn a political movement into a radicalized movement. Yeah. If they need to scapegoat a person, they just go into their fucking troves of data on you and find a few bad things and put that out there. Remember that time you didn't leave the house for five days? We know. Yeah, when you only got like uh, 
bunch of shipments of PVC tubes and ball bearings and gunpowder. We know. We know what you were up to. You ordered three Chinese meals, <laughs> Chinese deliveries a day. We knew. This is, the world is effectively. We're in a cage. 1984. <gasps> Big Brother is always watching, always listening. Well, at least we have somebody listening to this episode. Yeah, I know. Thank God. Thank you, NSA, for listening. I know. Thank you so much. So next week, we're going to wrap up Snowden. I'll tell you about his use of cloud servers and his whistleblowing. Um, this is uh, Stellar Wind and Epic Shelter will come back, and there's a new player that's going to be called Heartbeat. Oh, my God. And so make sure that you took some notes. Well, or just listen to this again. Yeah, listen to it two or three times because this is important. So at this point, we know that even though Snowden helped build a lot of these things, he also sees the error of the way they're being used. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> and so we'll find out next week how what he does deep about this it. rabbit hole that goes, dude. It's fucking nuts. Yeah, I hate to tell you, but Snowden keeps working on the stuff and keeps making it a little bit better. God damn it. I know. If this technical savant wasn't there, I don't know if any of this would have happened. Well, Bitcoin exists, so maybe Snowden made Bitcoin. <laughs> nah, I doubt it. But he yeah. was in Japan when it when it got started. That's fair. But so at this point, we are up to about, you know, middle of two thousand nine. And he blows his whistle and leaves the government and leaves the country in 2013. So we're coming up to the to the apex of uh, this man's story. Interesting stuff, and not the uh, not the WikiLeaks guy. I know uh, you said at the beginning of the first episode, but that it's not Julian Assange. Yeah, a lot of people. That's all they know. They yeah. don't even know about like you, like people that are in in like the same kind of stuff that we're into. Like, don't even remember Edward Snowden. And it's it's terrible. He's the OG. <laughs> He really is. He built a lot of the things that are now used by the government to... Fuck us over every day. <laughs> not even every day, just someday in the future that may or may not come. Yeah, perpetually. Perpetu perpetuity? Yeah, in perpetuity. Yeah. <laughs> Meaning forever. Yup. <laughs> they, they, then they have, I mean, if you look into it, they have these massive, like, football field size storage facilities yeah. in Utah and Nevada all over the place where like nobody else goes. Mm -hmm. They're just full of servers. Yeah. And all of those servers are dedicated to storing all of the content and all of the data and all the metadata on every single individual person. Yeah. You don't even need that anymore. Like Google showed they have um, shipping containers mm -hmm. like uh, giant ships just at sea all the time that has huge fucking uh, server f server fields in them. Yeah. You don't even need, like, a. you could have a mobile <laughs> uh, destructive device just flying around the ocean. Like, you don't even know. Like, what's that shipping container? It's probably not, it probably doesn't have every single American's deepest <laughs> metadata on it. No, but it can probably relay very easily to the other servers that do. Jesus Christ. So thanks for listening. Uh, as always, you got to stay vigilant and stay wild. And come on back next week to hear about what finally makes Snowden become a technological MacGyver.
Yeah. And James Bond's secret agent and blow the whistle on his own government. Yeah, he's like uh, the technical, he's like a tech version of uh, what uh, Marv Hemeyer. Kind of, but way more intuitive. Like, there was even a point in his TISO training where you have to, uh, like, you have to, like, take this, like, 80-pound backpack and, like, in within, like, 20 minutes be able to, like, take this, like, s- this Cold War era technology up to the roof, hook it all up, create an, an amplifier, and make a satellite relay from a roof. God and he, damn. like, had to learn how to do all that. So... If he wasn't already technologically savvy before this, they turned him into like the most. He's he's a one man server. Yeah, no. he can create anything and he can destroy anything. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> They're creating a tech god. Exactly. Yeah, like doing what the government does best, turning normal people into tools of destruction. And you know what kind of is sad is um like when I'm thinking about Snowden and reading more about him and researching into the things that he was doing i'm like could you imagine if he like was able to come back and just was like working with like tesla yeah like like working with things for good oh a lot of things that he does is for good at the time that he does it like not even like imagine they utilize it for bad things like compression software or something pretty much like uh you know the first season of um silicon valley yeah yeah just like because right now, like, compression is sucks. <laughs> yeah. It's like, at best, you can, like, lower something by 10% in a zip file or something, and it also might even affect it, the quality. Mm-hmm. Imagine, un, un, like, losing no quality but compressing it to, like, a tenth or one hundredth of it. Well, they do that physically with uh, computer parts, and the woman who invented it literally got the idea from Shrinky Dinks. Ah, that makes sense. You remember Shrinky Dinks? I do. Well, for the people that don't know what Shrinky Dinks are, they're like this uh they're this material that was created in a lab somewhere. Yeah. Where basically it's like a say you have like a like your palm sized piece of plastic. Piece of plastic you that kind of looks like glass and yeah. it has like a dinosaur on it. You put it in a toaster oven, it shrinks to like the size of your thumb. Yeah. And it's a shrinky dink. Yeah, she figured out how to inlay technology onto that exact material, and then literally just shrink it down. Right, because it shrinks to a tenth the size. But remain still has its quality. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting how how she did it. But um, you know, we if if we had someone like Snowden who was that technologically innovative, yeah, working in the public's in the private sector, it would be like if Steve Jobs actually invented things. <laughs> Instead of getting people like Snowden to just do it for him, and, and then he takes he all the credit. It. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, hopefully you're not too scared. Like like Dean said, uh, stay vigilant and stay wild. Yeah, and just remember, like, at the end of the day, I hate to tell you this, but you're not that important. Oh. Even us... No, even, definitely not us. Even us, and I mean, I I am constantly in in the FBI vaults and the reading room of the CIA and all that stuff. Like, yeah. Even I'm not that important. Yeah, they're Dean, not Dean always Maldonado looking does into not you. Have a folder in the FBI. No, I have a full closet. Oh, um, in the FBI uh, headquarters. Yeah, they probably have a lot on me. 
Um, I do a lot of very odd searches that definitely put me on a good amount of lists. The metadata. Yeah, my metadata is sad. They're like, wow, he only goes to the same restaurants. <laughs> he's obviously has an issue. He's definitely a spy. He spends a lot of time pooping. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that what's in the metadata? Yeah, they show that I'm in my bathroom for like an oh. hour and a half, and I'm like, it was a shower. I swear. I promise. You didn't move. Uh-oh. That was my phone. Yeah, it was just where the phone was sitting, obviously. Tracking the phone. I don't have my phone in the shower. That'd be weird. That would be weird. I know people who do it. They're like, my phone's waterproof. I'll just stay in the shower with it. It's water resistant. I know. They don't know that. <laughs> but uh, thanks so much for joining us. We will see you next week. Yeah, put your fucking aluminum foil caps on. Go fuck yourselves. Yeah, get inside a Faraday cage as soon as possible. Just watch out Watch out for Van Eck freaking. <laughs> Coming to a neighborhood near you. Ah! <laughs> Tempest.